0: wvu Tuscaloosa.
1: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Low Tide here on 90.7, the Capstone. I'm Nicholas, Persley, joined, as always, by Joe Schatz and Adam Hambright. Gentlemen, the day has come. I don't know that I would ever have expected this, given everything that's happened this season. But A, Alabama has won the SEC championship. They took down number one Georgia 27-24 in Atlanta. And then this morning, we found out Alabama is in the college football playoff at number four, immediate reaction. To well, yeah. Just everything that has happened. The immediate reaction, with a good eight hours in between, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was.
0: I mean, I, I mean, I don't think Alabama could have hoped for any better of a of a game. I mean, they. It was clear that Alabama had a game plan. They said, you know, we're going to take, you know, Brock Bowers out of the game or try to at least as much as you can. Going to make Carson Beck throw to uh, you know these other guys, McConkey. For them, for Georgia, just seemed. I mean. I, I'll give him all the credit in the world for going out and trying to play, but it was apparent that he was not in any way, shape, or form going to really help that team um, from a football standpoint. Um, and, you know, Alabama just got – they found matchups that they liked. Uh, if Georgia was leaving whoever was in the backfield uh, for passing plays just wide open. Um, you know, Jay Miller caught the touchdown off of that. Isaiah Bond almost got a t- touchdown essentially out of that kind of formation um and yeah i mean and jalen miller didn't you know the biggest thing i guess they didn't make any mistakes um you know when georgia made a couple so but hey alabama won so
2: yeah for me it definitely was not the way that you would expect to be watching the SEC championship game. So for me, this weekend, I was with the women's wheelchair basketball team on the trip up to Wisconsin-Whitewater, about a 13-hour bus ride up there. Um, They won three of their games. They were scheduled for four. The last team um, forfeited their game because they didn't have enough people to field the team after injuries. And then it's me, well, really everybody, but me and a group of people up in the front of the bus watching on our cellular devices – and you know it starts off and you see Georgia just go down and score and it's like you know it could it could be a long day but you know we did have every other time Alabama has played Georgia in an SEC championship game they've always went down and then they come back so like I'm not really that worried Um, you see the response and really the rest of the first half Alabama kind of dominated and they probably had A chance in the second half to kind of put Georgia away early. But, you know, Georgia's a good team, good defense. They were able to keep Alabama. I I think they put it up at one time we'd only had like 20 yards in the second half after like four drives or something like that. We had the – we got the Mm -hmm. turnover. And if we – if Alabama could have scored a touchdown right there, probably doesn't get to be that close at the end. But, you know, Alabama won. I was excited. I still – you know, tuned in to the rest of the games on the trip, and I don't know if I ever really expected Alabama to get selected to go in, um, just because it was the undefeated team. But you know, Florida State, we had we actually talked about um, the criteria um, a couple of shows ago, and I had brought up you know the fact that Texas uh, running back had went down with an ACL injury, and I was saying that they could keep them out. Now Texas came out, showed. Hey, the injured running back didn't really affect us that much. They won the Big 12 dominating fashion in the Big 12 championship game. And I get the argument for Florida State of being, you know, we have the good defense, we're undefeated. Ohio State did this with their third-string quarterback. Well, their third-string quarterback had also just played in the Big 10 championship game where they won 59 nothing over a 10-win Wisconsin team. Florida State didn't do that. And then this morning, watching the selection show, seeing Alabama pop up there. I immediately was like, "All right, how am I going to get out there, Pasadena? How much of the tickets? Um, it's gonna, it's gonna cost some money, but I'm planning on getting out there. I'm excited." Truly, just a wild uh, sequence of events these
1: past couple weeks uh, for Alabama. Yeah. You know, if the iron, this whole season has kind of been like like a storybook season almost, right? Uh, So many uh, improbable things have happened to this team. Um, You know, obviously the week before you have the Iron Bowl, just chaos. One of the wildest things I think I've ever experienced. Um, I definitely was in shock for quite a while after that game had finished. And then you go to atlanta you're taking on the number one team in the country that has a 29 game winning streak um and in you have a 10 point lead at halftime and the the thing for me is even when you know it got close and i believe alabama was only up three um with what like five five minutes to go four Mm -hmm. or five minutes and i tweeted out um if I went back and told you right after that Texas loss, so pi- picture Brian Denny right after the Texas loss, all the Alabama fans have cleared out, and there's just a swarm of orange that has gathered underneath the press box and is celebrating with, with the players all around. Stark runs over. And, and that was such a, a surreal moment then because it, it's very, very rare that you see a team come in to Brian Denny and dominate. It's very rare that you see a top five team lose at home. They mentioned that on the um, on the show uh, this morning, that only one top five team had lost at home this year, and it was Alabama. To go from that to time runs out, Alabama's won the SEC, they beat the number one team in the country, by three points um, is just wild. And that was part of what I had tweeted out. I said, if I told you that with a couple minutes left, Alabama was gonna have a three point lead over Georgia in the SEC championship game, you would look at me like I was insane. And it is insane. And you know, not even talking about the playoff, right? And, and, and I would have come on here and said the same thing had they made the playoff or not. It is unbelievable how much this team has grown and evolved from where they were this is definitively nick saban's greatest coaching job of his career and i don't even Mm -hmm. there's not a question in my mind about that anymore i was already thinking that after that iron bowl now i'm 100 positive was this the georgia team that we were really expecting no they looked vulnerable right but you can't you know it is so, so hard to keep up that dominance for so long. Uh, the only person who maybe can relate would be Nick Saban, and even then, he did it for much longer, right? Eventually, something's gonna happen. You're gonna have that bad game, um, and you know, if I if I would have told you Alabama was gonna go three for thirteen on third down, and they were only gonna rush for what? A little 2.8 yards per rush, yeah you'd say hmm well that's not good but somehow they have a 10 point lead at halftime and they end up winning the game yeah just just a, a wild yeah. sequence of the, well, the good thing too
0: was like you said i mean alabama only ran uh to uh, 2.8 yards per carry georgia was at 2.5 you know like they alabama got georgia in a worse running game than than they did and alabama didn't have much of anything especially with mcclellan out
1: and think about what we had seen just the week before auburn yeah. ran all over alabama and then you get to the sec championship game they look like a completely different team now i know that iron ball jordan Hare there's some voodoo going on there, but yeah, that, uh, that buffs up your your numbers. Just
2: crazy and a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So to a, watch. a couple things. I want to point out so one after the Texas game and after the South Florida game you know we didn't come out and say you know we predict a championship but I do remember like me saying specifically this team was good enough to lose to everybody at the rest of the season but also good enough to win against everybody the rest of the season and they came out they improved every week they won I mean you might say they stepped back against Auburn but I think that was more of showing how they could handle the adversity and they come out they beat Georgia now earlier this week, before the George game, certain people went out on podcasts and said Kirby Smart was clearly the best coach in the matchup. He said clearly twice in his little statement. And what that individual said was, you know, he was looking at the past couple of years, which is which is fine, of turnovers and penalties. Now, this season, going into that game, looking just looking at this season, which... Nick has said many times, this is Nick Saban's best coaching performance. Alabama had forced more turnovers, committed less turnovers, and was only averaging about two more penalties than Georgia per game, going into the championship game. We get to the championship game, turnovers, Georgia one, Alabama none. Penalties, Georgia five for 56, Alabama three for 36. And then, something he didn't point out, but right here, Alabama owned the time of possession, which we have not seen um, especially during our more high-potent offensive days with, like, Bryce Young. It would just be like, we just scored a lot of points, but they own the time of possession because they get the ball more. Alabama dominated the game. And I do think the 2.8 yards per rush is a little misleading because, I, I mean, obviously, I don't know how many yards were taken away because of sacks. Um, there, was a, there was a couple of sacks in there for a decent amount of yards. I don't know exactly, but I know Roydell Williams especially in that second quarter, was just gashing the Georgia Bulldogs defense, just going right down. Like, it seemed at one point that he was getting, like, five yards of carry on one of the drives. And, you know, I think it it could have been a little higher if uh, not for the sacks. But, you know, I still – even though it was a three-point win, to me it kind of seemed bigger. It didn't really seem like Georgia really had – that chance to win after that first drive when they went up. Once Alabama made the response, it was like, it just, to me, it seemed like Alabama kind of controlled the game.
0: Yeah, and, and I was going to say, just to kind of go back to a point you said earlier with, with mistakes and penalties and field goals, I mean, that's the one thing Alabama has lost games in the past couple of years because of that. Like, you know, if we can go back and look, obviously, you know, the Tennessee game last year, there was a pr- pretty big PI call that. You know, essentially got Tennessee in a position to win that game. Uh, LSU, it it seemed like every time Alabama didn't play good, it was because of, you know, they had like 100 and something yards and penalties. And Georgia in this game, you know, it was a three-point game, albeit, like you said, Adam, I thought Alabama played a little better than than just three points. But that was a game in which Georgia was committed a, a, a penalty and then missed a field goal. You know they go they go down the field. Um, they had a solid drive. they are in field goal range, and then I believe it went from like a 45 yarder to a 50, and the and the uh, kicker shanks it or hits it off the um, the upright. And that's in, in games like that. And uh, you know I've said it a couple times. It seems like that is ultimately what decides like an SEC championship, where you have two teams that are that evenly matched. I mean, if we want to go back. About eleven years, Alabama and Georgia met in the SEC championship. Alabama won because a dude slipped. You know, like you, you know, you win these games because you you kind of keep everything that you can control controlled. Um, you know, like penalties. Um, you know, getting first downs. I'll you know, I'll be at third and or three and uh, thirteen on third downs is not not great. And
2: they got just enough. The, yeah, the ones that they needed. I guess they were
0: what three and thirteen on third downs and what like f- three of three on fourth downs two for two two for two on yes. fourth down so i mean you know you're getting you're getting extra possessions anyway but yeah just a really it, it was just a really f- fundamental game i mean it kind of reminded me of watching alabama of you know kind of like a couple years ago in a game like this where you you knew it's going to be tight but you watched alabama play and it's they're they're doing everything smart you know Milrose not making bad picks you know kind of missed a couple guys. Uh, throwing the ball but you know didn't turn the ball over didn't make any mental mistakes didn't give Georgia any points didn't take away any points from yourself um and just like a very clean fundamental game and that I think kind of plays out and wins out in the SEC
1: yeah you know the the crazy thing for me about this game right is like all season it it felt like every game there was like one game, Alabama would need a miracle. You'd need some crazy comeback. You'd need the defense to completely shut out the other team. You would need Milrow to have some record-breaking night, a Heisman moment. You need a an Isaiah Bond, you know, a grave digger play at the end of the game. But you didn't need any of that in this game. This game was not won or lost by any one player. It, it was more so... Um, a culmination of everything that this team has become since that Texas loss um you know every little piece right uh Isaiah Bond had that huge catch on fourth down uh which was a huge turning point in the game because Georgia would have gotten the ball back with timeouts and time still left on the clock and gotten it back after halftime so that was huge um you know Jalen Monroe a couple of key runs there at the end of the game uh, no turnovers from him when you know things were things did not start off well two three and outs to start the game not ideal especially after you'd seen that first Georgia drive where they just kind of went straight down the field didn't really get touched um and then you know Kool-Aid McKinstry unfortunately goes out with a concussion um Luckily, he's got a you know month uh, to bounce back. Yeah. yeah, and then Amos yeah. comes in and plays fantastic mm-hmm. uh, defense sliding over from safety. But it's just th- everything that has happened to this team uh, over the course of the year, all the growth um, – just showed in this game it was a fantastic game from alabama just a real you know nick saban said that uh this is one of his favorite teams that he's ever coached he said it's because they really are a team everybody's bought in how many times last year did we have that conversation about if everyone was really buying in Mm -hmm. Uh, there were a lot of culture questions around alabama it feels like those coach culture questions are gone
2: Yeah, and I think a big part of that is the the rest of the coaching staff. So, because we've had Nick Saban, the team has had really good leaders, you know, last year with um, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and leaders that have came before. But there was still that, you know, what's missing? Why can't the defense get the stops? Why why are they coming into these uh, big time games? And not going out and attacking, they're, you know, they're saying that they were playing with anxiety. You know, they came into the game with anxiety, which I get. Like, you might be nervous for a big game, but it's – something was missing. And then the additions that were made this offseason with the assistant coaches, it seems like it brought a different mindset to the team, which, you know, early in the season, I mean – you know you have the you have the loss you have the bad game against south florida you might be saying to yourself you know this team's just like the other ones but then you saw kind of you know how the leaders stepped up after that and when they started getting into the big games especially the ones that were coming like back to back with the tennessee and lsu it was like they were ready for the game they didn't come in i mean it's one it's also good to have it at home but you know they were coming in ready to ready to play ready to handle business and you heard um who? Which player was it? Was it Booker, Tyler Booker, who uh, made the the statement after, like, the Alabama standard can't be replicated, mm-hmm. only imitated? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, like, we had said that um, before the season, you know, um, after media. That's what, um, you know, Kevin Steele said at, uh, at the media days where he was saying, you know, we're coming back to reset the Alabama standard. And, he, he, well, he said that it didn't go anywhere, but, you know, they were really wanting to reestablish it. And, you know. One regular season an SEC Championship gave them a letter. They're uh, SEC Champs going to go to the playoff four seed. So I think they uh, reestablished that.
1: Yeah, just, you know, that's another part of why I think this coaching job is just insane from Nick Saban because he made the perfect hires. Like, you can't look at Steele or tommy reese and say that those were not just home run hires so truly a fantastic coaching job
0: and especially when you look at because i actually think you know one of the things and we're going to do a very very i would imagine deep dive into the playoffs coming up uh
2: next segment but like maybe a couple other bowl games too yeah
0: (laughs) yeah um i'm really interested in the mayo bowl guys (laughs) it's um but, you know, you look week three when, when he benched Milrow. I mean, like that game, if Alabama was to be left out, that game would have been brought up, definitely. 17-3 to win over USF in which you looked terrible. Um, and I don't know if necessarily benching – now, I will say benching Milrow might have awoken him a little more. But for Saban to still keep trust in, in these guys but and for those guys to still, I think, trust – Sabin and, and Steele or or Tommy Reese or whoever um, and kind of some of these big time decisions I, I think that was another area where I think Alabama was lacking a little bit in which it seems like you know somebody or, or some you know coachings uh, kind of what you guys said like co- coaches and players didn't just fit and they didn't seem like they really respected each other and what the decision was because they kept getting for an Alabama term you know beat. Uh, even if they would win the game. And um, I think this time these players really kind of resonated and, and Saban took a very different approach, I think, and, and it made all these guys kind of get into each other and believe into to each other and not, you know, back away from criticism, but kind of embrace it and look at it as, hey, this is kind of what we have to do. I mean, we're, we, you already lost the game. You know, what's the point of really, you know, moping about it? You know, for for the rest of the season after Texas. So, um, but yeah, I think Nick, I think you're right, and this is probably one of the best coaching jobs Saban's ever had, and it also has probably come with one of the most like interesting teams he's he's ever had.
2: So, what I will say that you know, it I know it's South Florida. It was a six and six South Florida team. They are going to a bowl game, and they only lost two games at home. So. But the loss are. might not be – oh, not the loss, but the, the win, the very narrow win that seemed like a loss in many Alabama fans' minds might not be as bad as we think it was. We'll see how they do in their bowl game against Syracuse. And, you know, one thing that I was thinking of during this SEC championship game. South Florida got to be feeling, like, real good <laughs> right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'd hang that banner. I mean, you know, they they're going to obviously – know the circumstances of which Alvin was playing in that game but you know I would tell that to every single recruit that <laughs> I'm trying to get um, but in this, uh, in this game you know Jermaine Burton Georgia transfer, got the one touchdown, two catches, 28 yards. Could have had more. He was open a couple of times. That, um, you know, credit to the Georgia, you know, defensive front, not giving Milroe enough time to get to that read uh, to where he like, – because I remember there was one play oh, yeah, he was. Um, where he was, like, wide open in the end zone and Milroe had already been forced out and tried to hit Isaiah Bond in the corner. But, you know, he, he seemed like nobody could really – Cover him really. I mean, I, I know only like two catches, but like once we got into the second half, they weren't really trying to throw it all that much. And then Tresman Marshall, another Georgia transfer. Obviously, he had the fumble recovery, but he also was tied for second in tackles on the team. He had about five total tackles, four solo. Um, so, you know, just I don't know if it was just, you know, wanting to beat the old team and not have to listen to it forever after transferring, but, you know, I thought they played really well in the game. Yeah. One thing is certain.
1: The 30 for 30 about this team is going to be unreal. Yeah. Must well, watch. I think you, they have to win the Natty for the 30 for 30, but at the very least, well, no,
0: the
2: not. SEC story I, you, on the true. SEC network will be legendary you know, stuff. Ma- maybe Nicholas is trying to tell us. Maybe he's already predicted Alabama to win this national championship.
1: No comment. <laughs> no
2: comment. All maybe, I will maybe the
1: next break? Yeah. Like maybe, next maybe. All I will say for now is lank let all naysayers know which they certainly have uh when we come back a deep dive on the college football playoff and all the chaos that happened during that six hour show on espn this morning when we come back This show is a sports production of WVUAFM 90.7, a division of student media at the University of Alabama. Support us by leaving a review, rating, or following us on X at WVUAFM Sports. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to the low tide here on 90.7. The Capstone, Nick, Joe, Adam. We're talking college football playoffs. Of course, the final rankings revealed this morning. Alabama is in in a shocking twist of events. Uh, the top four, uh, Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama with Florida State coming in five and Georgia finishing in sixth. Pretty wild uh, reactions all across Twitter this morning. You knew it was coming regardless of what happened, but I do think we got the most controversial of the outcomes with Alabama getting in over an undefeated ACC champion Florida State. A lot of firsts today. This is the first time that a power five conference champion or sorry an undefeated power five conference champion has been left out of the playoff it is the first time that the number one team in the penultimate ranking dropped completely outside of the playoff and it is the first time uh it's the first time that any team below six has made their way into the ranking in the final week not only that seven and eight texas and alabama both find their way in yeah. Truly chaos. It it was
0: crazy because just to, to start it off, like, I, I always thought once Alabama won that there was going to be a very strong likelihood that they would get in. But it was wild to think, you know, you looked around, you know, Michigan won, Washington won, Texas won, Florida State won. Like, every school that Alabama... Didn't want to win essentially. Won and they still got in. And, and obviously, it's you know, it's it's not like there's the NFL where you win and you're in, or you you know, it's just kind of like a they have to select you anyway. But just kind of a really fascinating kind of insight into just what this committee was about. And they said it from um, pretty much the start of the rankings and what was it, week eight or nine, uh, something like that, where. They said, we want to look for the four best teams. And they kept that up, and, and that's be, kind of been their mantra. But I didn't think I, – and I, and I think that we got it. You know, I think we got the four best teams, Michigan, Washington, Texas, Bama. But I didn't know if they'd actually pull the trigger on that because that's um, – I mean, like you said, it's, it's probably the most controversial out of the four options that they've had.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, and another thing uh, to specifically point out, when they said the four best teams, they specifically
2: said it was not the four most deserving teams. Yep, that's what mm-hmm. um, the uh, college football playoff Boo. executive director said. Not not Boo, but oh. uh, the guy that's was, basically was, yeah, his I boss. Th- I think his
1: name is Bill uh, Hancock. Yeah, the, yeah. the actual okay. executive yeah.
2: director, Boo, uh, he is the committee like, chair. Chair or something. Um, and he's the one that always had to answer questions by not answering questions. And, you know, he, so... Hancock came out, he said, it's the four best teams, it's not the most deserving, they do not have most deserving in their lexicon, and then what they would bring up was, part of their criteria is looking at player availability, and if that impacted the team, I made the statement earlier, how Ohio State did win a national championship with their third string quarterback, it was also after he played against a 10-win Wisconsin team, they won 59 to nothing. And I'm trying to see if I can get the statistics for him in that game. I don't know, it was something like 300 yards passing. Um, Sidebar, while, while you're looking for that,
1: if you are the college football playoff committee Please, please get a new talking head. Oh my God! Look, yes. Take a lesson from WWE. Oh, Some guys just don't got it on the mic. You gotta get the Paul Heyman in there. Gotta get the manager. Go so. get one like a former White House press sec- secretary
2: yeah. to answer questions, yeah. please. So, had Cardell Jones in that game went twelve seventeen for two hundred fifty seven yards and three touchdowns. Also. Ezekiel Elliott, 20 carries, 220 yards, two touchdowns in that game. Yeah. So, you could clearly see that that was a team that was, you know, par, probably the four best. And then they proved it by beating Alabama in the, play, in the semifinal and then beating Oregon in the national championship. Now, with Florida State, I get it undefeated. For me, it would almost be hard for me to say not to put them in because they are undefeated because I'm also thinking along the lines of, you know, they deserve to be in almost. Mm-hmm. But also – Alabama, I think, deserved to be in just so – because, I mean, they beat the number one. They had four wins over top 25 teams. The improvement, clearly, and the one team they lost, they already had moved. If It was – I saw one comment on Twitter where it was like, as soon as they put Texas above Florida State, it was like, well, they have to put Alabama in now. They're already showing that they'll move a one loss ahead of an undefeated. And in the last two games – so, unfortunately, Jordan Travis goes down against North Alabama – Unable to play the rest of the year. I saw his post on Twitter, very heartbreaking, saying he wished he broke it earlier so they could see how good the team was. So the only thing, I mean, obviously the North Alabama game, don't know how much that would have been talked about. But against Florida, they had Tate Rodemaker. He went 12 25, 134 yards, no touchdowns. They win that game 24 15. Rodemaker gets hurt in the game. Brocklin comes in, does not attempt a single pass. Yeah. didn't have to. They were they were winning the game, but they just had to run the clock out. So, don't know if Fridaymaker is going to play leading up into the ACC championship game. He gets ruled out. Brock Glenn gets a start. 8 of 21, 55 yards. And good. Th- like they had a good defense. They were able to shut Louisville down. It was also a Louisville team that had just lost to Kentucky the week before. So... It's, not, it's just not a good look when the playoff committee has to look at that game and then look at how Alabama just beat Georgia, who they've ranked number one, and make that decision. You know, I think it is the four best teams. I was almost surprised that they still didn't find a way to keep Georgia in after um, how they had kept them in in 2021. But, you know, yeah. we got the, we got our matchups. And I, I think I'm okay with the decision.
0: Yeah, Paul, cool. yeah. We,
2: I think we all I mean, are okay I, with the decision I mean, for I, sure. Yes. I can't speak for it, but I'm not speaking as an Alabama fan now. I think those teams yeah. that are in is better than seeing Florida State get in. I mean, Even if yeah. they're able to keep it close, I don't think they're going to be able to win a playoff game. But they do have a, I, we don't know who's going to say that they're not playing in the bowl game. We don't know about that yet. They have a chance to come out play Georgia in their bowl game and show that they mm-hmm. might have deserved and, a chance. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, I don't think they're really going to get Georgia, though. I think, I think you're getting like a Georgia limping in,
2: okay.
0: not really wanting to be. I, I'm not going to say they, did, they don't want to be there, but like, I mean, this happened to Alabama a couple of times where it happened to the start of the Sugar Bowl last year for Alabama where you were just like, oh, they just don't
2: even really play okay, like a either but, the, but they came back. Yeah, they dominated that Sugar Bowl game. Yeah, but they also this, did lose a Sugar Bowl to Oklahoma in 20 You're correct, but it's not yeah. like they just laid down in that game. They were in that game till the very end. No, but, yeah, I don't think Georgia's just
0: going to lay down. I mean, they're still going to play football. I just don't know if you're going to get the best shot of Georgia or probably the best shot of Florida State because they're probably both pretty disappointed. I mean, we were joking in the break that that shot of uh, the picture of Kirby Smart and Mike Norvell, the Florida State coach, in the – in the bowl game press conference and they just looked like just so disinterested in being there i mean i i'm not saying that it's going to be bad and maybe
2: in time it'll pass and the team will get really hyped up but i don't know if uh, if if we if we know kirby smart he wants to show that his team still should have got in even with the loss and we know florida state wants to prove that even with a third string quarterback they could have competed i think depending on if certain individual players decide that they're not going to play in it, I think it would be... I mean, it's their decision. I just think with this game and how both teams kind of feel about the ending of the season that it's actually going to be a good game, but we'll see. Maybe. So I, first thing I'll say before I
1: get into my uh, my takes about the whole thing, um, legitimately we have a UCF situation on our hands. Yes. Yes. If, ah, some Florida. if Florida State was to beat Georgia in that game, um, they would, I can almost guarantee you, claim a national championship. Well, the state legislature. I don't know if you've seen uh, that, this, is apparently trying to protest something. No. Well, uh, apparently, that's okay.
0: <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. I guess they're going to
1: sue the NCAA or the playoff committee or something, which is just a joke. Um, fake fake outrage. Yeah. Um,
2: like, what, what are you going to do? You're going to go after Disney? I mean, look, they, they already made the decision to rectify this by making it a 12-team playoff. It just so happens to be and, next year. And listen to this, too. The ECC was against voting
0: for expansion this year. Their commissioner did not want to, to expand this year. He said, well, and, and it eventually signed for next year. But, I mean, if you're Florida State, I'm going to be honest, you're probably looking at the ACC commissioner. I mean, first off, your TV deal is, is not great. We've There have been murmurs that they're trying to get out anyway. And then he kind of – and obviously it, it's all in hindsight, but I would imagine the Florida AD or president or, or heck, maybe even the coach himself, uh, Norvell, called Mr. – I think it's Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner – Probably in a very um, different mindset. And I wouldn't be shocked if it was just, a, like, what are you doing? You know, like, we we finally have a good team. And because you didn't vote for this expansion and because of kind of these these, these other factors, we're not going to be able to even get a chance to play for the national
1: championship. And here's you know? the funniest part. I think Florida State might be about to pull a live. And, like, th- like do not be shocked if um, – Florida State becomes one of the first uh, college football teams with some uh, what what is, what is the word that I'm looking for um, some interesting f- backing.
2: Yeah. You know, oh. You know? Yeah. And so public investment fund. You know, I think I have been looking forward to this game for a couple of years now, but I you know brought it up on X how that 2025 August 30th game Alabama at Florida State just got a lot more interesting both teams are going to I mean especially Florida State they're going to want to take a little bit of revenge if they don't make the playoff next year or don't get a chance at Alabama in a playoff next year it'll be interesting also with I don't know man it's (laughs) I still feel bad that they didn't You know, get a chance. But it's like when you're making the decision for four best teams and on the college football playoff committee, there was multiple, not just like one or two. There was like – I can't remember the exact number, but there's multiple people on that committee with ties to the ACC, and they still made the decision that Florida State should not get in.
0: And if you look at Florida State just in general, and I think this is why the committee – it's probably, like, they probably, like, hate, not hate, but, the, you know, uh, uh, like, they probably are, hate the case that they were putting with Florida State. Because if you look at it, like, if Florida State, say they had lost to Clemson early in the season, or Boston College almost got them, you know, say, say if, like, they lose one game, it's like a no-brainer that they're out. But they just kind of kept winning and winning and winning. And, you know, it's hard, I think it's hard for a committee which, all year, that, like they put Florida State over uh, Oregon, Texas, Alabama um, at that final four, you know, in that four spot for the entirety that, um, you know, for, for going into this week. And Oregon obviously lost, so they weren't going to get in. Alabama, Texas both won, Florida State won, and the ranking changed. And that's what I think upsets some people, is that you go from um, a situation where you had Florida State four, You know, Texas six or uh, what? Texas seven, Alabama eight, Um, and and it didn't. And then all of a sudden it flipped. And I, I was kind of thinking about this. If you think that if the committee thought that like all Alabama had to do, like the Georgia win actually made Alabama the number four team in the country, and that was kind of the only decider. Fair enough. But like, with all the teams winning. It's just really – that that's what I'm just surprised about. It's just shocking that every every game went against Alabama and they still got in. Um, and I'm not saying it's, it's bad because I, I do think it's going to make a better, for a better game and a better team – or, um, you know, it's the better team in. But, you know, Florida State has like – I think it's like one or two ranked wins um, uh, with LSU and, and Louisville, I th- I believe. I don't think Duke's ranked anymore. Um but then you're just looking around and it's like okay like they struggled it's it's interesting Jordan Travers, when he got hurt they were actually losing to North Alabama 13 to nothing when he got hurt i mean like they they really did not end the season strong like to a point where you're like oh yeah like this is definitely one of the teams that should be in i mean if they went out and dominated these teams like you know kind of in a sense what what Alabama did albeit against tougher teams where they just got better and got better and you're looking around and you're like yeah, this was their best week and then the next game happened well that's their best week you know it's they just never had that um and it's kind of a i you know I, I feel for them and, and the fans and stuff because they did everything that they were supposed to do and and still didn't get in but I mean it's just tough you lose your 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 quarterback like that and you know they do look a they do look like a different team, which is, I believe, the phrase
1: the playoff committee said. So here's my take. First off, let, let me preface all this by saying I really do feel for uh, Florida State and the players. And mm-hmm. the tweet uh, that Jordan Travis sent out saying that he wished he would have broke his leg sooner, that is heartbreaking. And I can only imagine what that feels like for him. That being said, I think that there were a lot of things working against Florida State and working for Alabama. First off, just last year, um, you had a dud of a national championship game. Now, did TCU deserve to be there? Absolutely. And I Mm -hmm. don't think that they regret putting them in at all Um, because they beat Michigan, who last year, granted, I did say that I thought both uh, Michigan and Ohio State kind of stunk last year. I thought the Big Ten stunk as a whole last year. Obviously, Ohio State gave Georgia a fantastic game. That was a great game. Um, But Michigan got straight up beat, like outclassed by TCU, uh, and then they get destroyed in the national championship game. But th- that's ringing in the minds of the college football playoff committee when they're making their decision this year. Like, make no mistake, that national championship game played a larger role than they probably would be willing to admit. Second, everything going right for Alabama. Yes, you had a loss in week two, but Your team looks nothing like it did at that point. The offense is completely different. The offensive line made huge strides. Uh, Your running game came alive once you started figuring out how to use Milrow. Um, Milrow turned into a player who might be going to New York. Imagine if I would have told you that after he got benched after that Texas game. Um, The defense came alive. uh, And Alabama is red hot. There's not a hotter team in the country right now without a doubt like even even michigan not as close to as hot as alabama is right now given everything that's happened all the moments that have led up um if you're florida state uh your your big wins aren't really that impressive like when that clemson win is one of your like top three best wins that's tough. Yeah, I mean their best win, and it, and it is against LSU in Week One. Yeah, it was and Week we One. And we found out that LSU was not exactly a top five team in the country. And yeah, then, and I, no, sorry, no, I would go. No. Then you have Jordan Travis get hurt, mm-hmm. and your backup gets hurt. And like like you were saying, Adam, this is not Cardell Jones. This is not Ohio State. Ohio State came out in that game in the Big Ten Championship game, and they dominated florida state did not dominate louisville they looked awful and mm. to be honest with you watching that game as we're driving back from atlanta louisville threw that game away yeah right to
2: that linebacker just like yeah. it's imba-
1: back-to-back <laughs> interceptions one yep. of which got called back and then on literally i think the very next play throws an interception yeah, it I, been, there might have been a gap in yeah there. so
2: they, they get the
1: you get the ball in the so they get zone. the ball
2: um it's you know they didn't block the punt but the punter knew it was going to be blocked goes down they have the ball first down almost was a touchdown it kind of gets stripped while they're on the ground i could see the argument for the both ways uh well the interception i think he was out of bounds by the time he actually regained possession of the ball but I could kind of see how you're saying maybe it could have been a touchdown. How long does he have to have it before it's an actual catch? It goes back. They run like one other play, and then on the third down play, they throw it, and it's if he just leads them a couple more yards, maybe. But still, it was like right to the defender. But but Louisville just uh, just a, a terrible performance in that game. Yeah. I I don't care how good so Florida I, State's
1: defense is, yeah. Yeah. but. I, there there's just so much working against Florida State and working for Alabama. Now granted, after that game finished last night, did I think Alabama was in? No. I, I tweeted out that like you were gonna have to have Florida State lose for Alabama to get in because there was no chance that they were jumping Texas, and I've been saying that for weeks, and they didn't end up jumping Texas. Mm-hmm. I was more like was putting Alabama in the correct thing to do if you want the four best teams. Absolutely. I was more so shocked that the committee actually did what they said they were going to do. Now, granted, they'd been setting it up. They'd been setting it up. They prepped everybody when they said it was going to be the four best teams. And a lot of people told you that this was what was going to happen. Josh Mm -hmm. Pate said Alabama was going to be in. Three yeah. of the f- – or, sorry, four of the five guys on the desk right before the the thing was revealed said Alabama was going to be in. Uh, ESPN's uh, predictions that came out right after the Florida State game yeah. said Alabama was going to be in, and nobody wanted to believe them. And then just a couple minutes before they reveal things, all of a sudden Alabama's favored to get in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, did, was it the right call if you want the four best teams? Absolutely. Do I still feel for Florida State? Absolutely. Do I think there's going to be some negative consequences from leaving Florida State out? Yes, absolutely. But those will be things to talk about yeah, in the offseason, yeah. not right now. I will
0: say, too, I don't I don't know how much the TCU game last year really af- affected it because I just think that, I mean, the the level of talent that TCU had – going into that national championship, especially, well, even going into the playoff, was just not up to snow. I mean, they were just having one of those crazy seasons where, you know, you get a good coach, quarterback, you know, receiver, and it just kind of blends together and you win a lot of games. Um, but I do think that Jordan Travis going down, once he went down, I think from from the committee's standpoint, once it was ruled he wasn't going to come back, I mean, Florida State would have had to, like we've said, they would have had to dominate Florida, dominated, you know, <laughs> You Louisville know, I, and and get to a point where you're like oh they didn't miss a beat and they they didn't do that and I don't know if I, I don't you know if Florida State beat Louisville by like thirty what they have gotten in I I guess but it was just so hard with with the way that Alabama had been playing um, you know you get a twelve and one Power Five champ with the best win in the country. Um, and their only loss was a 12 and 1 Big 12 t- champ who's ranked 3rd in the country. Um it was just going to be hard for for that resume to not get in, I think.
2: So one thing, do we think that this is the best selection for the playoff? That the one that was made. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unequivocally, um I think
1: maybe the only argument that you can possibly have is that Michigan shouldn't be in altogether, Um, (laughs) and that's if you think that Michigan did some nefarious things. I I
2: think a couple things. We're past that point now. Yeah, I think a couple things. I think, one, the committee probably should have already moved Florida State out of the top four so that they Mm -hmm. weren't sitting there with that four spot and then getting moved out after the the championships. If they'd already moved them out of the top four, then it could have just been like, well – they they weren't there, they got jumped. You know, it's, but like when they already had that spot, thinking that they're going to be in. And then Ohio State, they moved them back. They still kept them ahead of Texas and Alabama. Why not go ahead and move them behind, both of them? Because then you don't have the false you know, hope for Ohio State of like possibly jumping up. But also you don't have two teams coming all the way from seven and eight into the top four. Mm-hmm. Here's the reason.
1: With the rankings that came out the week before, you are looking at the teams as presently constructed, assuming, like, like no conference titles have been handed out yet. Conference titles make a big deal. And the reason why Texas and Alabama were able to jump Ohio State is because Ohio State sat at home, didn't get to play another game, while Alabama and Texas were both able to go out and get... Uh, Marquee wins. Now Alabama's win was much more yeah. marquee, but
2: Texas dominated yeah. uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah. I, I, th- I think the big thing about it is we've seen it before, where a team has sat there with one loss, not in a championship game, and still got into the playoff, mm-hmm. like Alabama did in 2017. So it's like I know I understand it's a different committee every year, but it's I, I just thought it was weird how they wouldn't just go ahead and move them back. But I get I get the point.
0: Yeah, this was a. This was kind of a, the the reason that it looks so bad is because this had been like weeks in the making. I mean, if you go back to to even last week where you had, um, uh, uh Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, Alabama in that order, kind of like you said, I'm like, oh, Ohio State, there there probably wasn't going to be a realistic shot they were going to get in unless, you like every favorite, lost, and, and- you know, and even then it might have been tough. But this was just something that came weeks ago where you're looking at it and going, okay, yeah, this is – you know, Alabama had to jump so many teams to get in. I mean, like you said, there was no team outside of number six that had ever gotten into the playoff, and Alabama had to jump uh, – well, I guess they didn't jump Texas, but they had to jump Ohio State, Oregon, Florida State in a week. You know, that probably shouldn't have been the case going into the week.
1: Right. But granted, now, the only, the only team that they're really, like, really jumping there is Florida State because Ohio State sat at home and didn't have an opportunity yeah. to yeah. make themselves better, and uh, Oregon obviously lost that game. It, this was uh, the crazy thing, is, right? It was we're sitting here and we're talking about all oh, this is chaos. This was not anywhere no. close to the most chaotic scenario that could have happened. There were a number of things that could have happened that could have completely shaken up things. I, Iowa had a real potential. <laughs> if Iowa would have won a three nothing thriller, there is a real chance that there was no Big Ten team. Yeah, if Oregon
2: had beat Michigan, or sorry, had beat Washington. What do you do then? Yeah. So I, <laughs> one thing about, about that Iowa-Michigan game, you know, I know the final score was like 26 nothing, but Michigan, like had, they had two touchdowns. Both those touchdowns were possessions they had inside the 10-yard line. <laughs> it's like if they, they had like an 87-yard punt return where he's forced out like the five, they score on the first play. Then they had another one where they called it incomplete on the field. Changed it after review somehow to a fumble, and then Michigan got the ball at like the six yard line, and they they scored because it was that. And then they also they got it outside the ten, but um, they called the um, offense coordinator for um, like he was yelling. I can't remember the exact penalty, but it was basically you know, unsportsmanlike conduct or something. You know, he was yelling at the official after they changed it, and then they gave him you know half the distance, and then they're inside the ten yard line. They scored. It could have been a very you know interesting scenario if it was still you know under 10 points in the game or just at 10 points in the fourth quarter didn't work out that way now oh Iowa football never change I I love that defense I was watching that game I love that defense I think um, I think Nick Saban is watching that tape and like (laughs) what can I do in this Rose Bowl that Iowa did now for the selection committee I know we've mentioned it a couple of times about how, you know, it's weird that they have, like, the ties to the universities. With the 12-team playoff, do we think we still keep the same type of selection process with, uh, with the committee and everything? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any,
1: any wholesale changes coming. Uh, I, I do think that there could be a little bit of a shakeup uh, if, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a number of teams that will try and stir some stuff up uh, with Florida State leading the way, obviously. Um, I think it probably could be a little bit better, uh, maybe take the school ties out. Um, and, but it's going to be hard to completely escape the school ties and still have people that know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. Um, because yeah. like in, in an ideal world, is it probably all former players and coaches? Yes. But that also brings in a, a whole nother level of, uh, a whole nother level of things. Um, just get sickos committee to just, yeah, I, I think it, it would
0: stay the same and I think it'll actually get much better because that twelve team playoff doesn't include automatic kind of qualifiers. You know, like you win the SEC
2: championship, you're getting yeah, in you get you So it's 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 all the well, we have to see how it is now with the Pac twelve and everything. But I think it, it's like five conference it, champs it's supposed, and seven. Wait but it's supposed cars. to be like the five power five champs. And, and, then, then, you're, one and then you're supposed to have one group of five. Mm-hmm. But now with the Pac-12 only having the two teams, yeah, I think they, something's going to change with that. But I was just going to say, I, I think with automatic qualifiers, it's
0: going to make it a lot easier. Like it's going to be very different because I, I think, like looking at it in terms of like if you just look at the rankings now, like Oklahoma was 12. I don't think Oklahoma would be like a 12th team in the 12-team playoff. They're ranked 12, um, but I just think it's it, it's probably going to get a lot better in in the sense of just. You're not going to need some of these very intense debates. You know, like Alabama and Florida say I could imagine that that room... I don't know if there's any Alabama or Florida
1: State people in the room. I don't believe I guess. So.
0: I guess, well, even if there were, they and, and probably had
1: to get out. I believe that, when, yeah, like you said, they when, when they discuss
2: yourself. their team, they're asked to yeah, step yeah. out So we have and, the one guy who's the Michigan athletic director mm-hmm. who is supposed to step aside. And I, I don't know if he has to leave the room, but he's not allowed to talk about Michigan when they're discussing Michigan. But he is allowed to talk about who Michigan's opponent's going to be. I wonder if he might have been the one guy saying, nope, Florida State needs to be in. Yeah, so right now, uh,
0: pulling up an article from The Athletic, the 12-team playoff right now, would the top four seeds would be Michigan, Washington, Texas, Bama. Number five would be Florida State, and that's the last um, we'll Power so Five we'll, champion. We'll so
2: Alabama would still have the bye, and then... Well, yeah,
0: I mean, this is... He's taking... The rankings that the committee just yeah, put out yeah. and putting them into the model. So, so Florida six, State would
2: have got a home playoff game.
0: Yeah, six would have been Georgia, seven Ohio State, Oregon at eight, Missouri at nine, uh, Penn State at ten, Ole Miss at eleven, and then Liberty twelve uh, for the group of five nod.
1: Like so I know it would be Ole Miss, Penn State.
0: It would be um, Ole Miss at Georgia. Oh. Uh, Penn no, State no one. it would be Penn State at Ohio State. No cuz cuz George... Miss was
2: 11 and Georgia 6. Okay. Yeah. I miss I miss him. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, I was going to say they they're showing me the tournament well, bracket well, see, so well, well, here's one thing. <laughs> no, well, here's one thing. <laughs> one thing that you got to take in where does the, so the group of 5 gets the automatic bid? Do they get the 12 seed? Yes. I I think you have to go to the higher I think it depends.
1: I think it depends
0: year after this, year. Because well, like I mean, obviously, like there's like Cincinnati the year they made the playoff. The that, group of, that group of five team probably wouldn't be 12. But the point is, the group of five team or a group of five team needs to be in. Yeah, um, but it's uh, their conference champ. It but, can go up.
1: <laughs> it's like it's like in the NCAA but, tournament when you have
2: to play in the first four. No, but I yeah, think, like when they're going to be debating this. That would be the debate. Like, it's going to be. Like, Although, You have well, an automatic qualifier. Should it not be that those automatic qualifiers get the higher seat? Well, okay. Well, no, listen, the automatic
1: qualifiers would
0: All I would say sure is that if, Liberty, the, if you pumped Liberty up one, it would go from Liberty at Florida State to Liberty at Georgia.
2: Yes. So and, what and I'm saying is put Liberty at like that six, seven? give them a home playoff game. I, yeah, I don't know if I, I disagree <laughs> with you. I just think that. I mean, I think you have to reward them somehow. Not well, just be like.
0: To be honest, you're rewarding the Georgia, them by Georgia only them gets into
1: the playoff. Georgia I mean, only gets to play with not, ten men. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, Georgia, that's how you balance it. out. Bak Bowers is not allowed to be on the field. <laughs> oh, no, I'm saying he's like, play
2: blindfold. You put him in the playoff, and then you go. Yeah, we put you in, but now you have to go into you know a stadium with hundred thousand people.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> in theory, they. Could like if they were a good enough group of five team, they could host. I mean, that's not like out. Of, it's not like they can't host a team. It's just this is the rankings that you know. The, they are an the, undefeated
2: the, team, so maybe they should just be ahead of everybody. The
0: CFP, okay, used, but
1: so I know that we're we're talking about the twelve team. I don't think we ever fully talked about the playoff. I know we've got we've got some oh, time. Sorry,
0: last thing about the twelve. Team oh, go playoff. ahead, go ahead. In this scenario, Alabama would either get. Liberty or Florida State.
1: That would be the game that Alabama got the winner of. Both of those games look more similar than anybody is willing to admit. That is a but imagine
0: like with, with all the chaos this year. Imagine if next year win a similar situation and that's the scenario you get. You get the two teams that were bat, were they were arguing to the utmost to get in. They just play each
2: other. You know, now you, you just know. know. You know, what, what is funny about it is that, that group of five team in Liberty uh, getting the nod right there. I understand they're undefeated. I also don't think they're the best group of five team. I think there's two teams that are well, better than Liberty. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. Liberty played, I think, no Power Five opponents this season. That's um, true. SMU, two losses only to Power Five opponents. And then Troy lost to one Power Five opponent and then James Madison. Those are their only two losses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
0: So. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, there's probably better. But.
1: All right, before we go, get into the actual matchups. Obviously, you've got – I mean, we've got like, a lot of talk about these. Things. <laughs> we we've got about
0: a certain school down the road that has to go to uh, play Maryland and have a holiday <laughs> or whatever,
1: but – We've got Michigan and Alabama in the Rose Bowl. And then I believe it's.
0: At least one listen, of us will be. Sorry. Here. This, is a, this is like a, God worked his magic with this. You have Michigan and Alabama, two big football brands, in the Rose Bowl, the biggest football stadium, yeah. the most iconic
1: college football stadium, and Alabama wears white. Number one. The picturesque, guys. All right, well. Michigan, most wins in the history of college football. Alabama tied for second with Ohio State. It could not get, like, this is going, okay, look. Honestly, right now, if if you're on the if you're if you're at ESPN and you're saying which would you rather have? Would you rather have like the definitive college football matchup, Michigan versus Alabama at the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. or would you rather have Michigan and Florida State? There you is know, not a single television executive who would say, let's give me Florida you know, State. If we yeah. wanted it, game's gonna be must
2: watch. If we if we wanted the, these games, I understand having it at the Rose Bowl. I understand how. It worked, yeah. I also think what would have been better for travel-wise, what would have been better for um, possible product-wise would have been... Vegas. Um, no, well. if you had <laughs> if you were still, like if you had them and then you were able, like it, it, w- it wasn't possible, right, because of how it worked out with two undefeateds, two lost teams, obviously the right. one lost teams were going to be behind, but if you could had Michigan and Washington in the Rose Bowl, Pac-12 Big Ten, how it's traditionally been, and then yeah, had Alabama, NCC. Texas, in New Orleans. Yeah. And then, you know, they meet, like, probably, you know, whoever win, whoever obviously would play, and hopefully it would have been Alabama, Michigan, in the uh, national championship. But this still sets up for what I brought up last week. If Alabama wins, and Texas wins... Alabama, Texas, in Houston for the national championship. You want to talk about most watched game oh, You want to talk about ticket prices. Ding, ding, ding.
1: <laughs> right oh, my there. God. I, that's I a, already saw it. a $1,000. I think it's $1,500 to get noseblades into yeah, the game.
2: That is why and I'm hoping my request goes through know. to where I can get um, a little bit cheaper of a ticket. Um, I probably <laughs> won't get the cutoff for the complimentary student ticket, but um, $750 compared to 1500 and it's lower bowl. I'll, I'll take that. Now, one He's thing going to be living moss. One thing I have um, talked about with a couple of different no people. Free ads. I, I don't think I don't think I've talked about it on this show, but I talked with a couple of people, especially over the weekend. We were talking about it with the the playoff selection, and we were kind of thinking, you know, if we wanted to get rid of all these, you know, ties to uh, universities, you could still have the playoff model. But bring back the computers. Bring back the BCS system. And the BCS system this year has actually been pretty close to what the rankings have been. Here's the interesting thing. I have what it would have been today. Picking the four-team playoff, this, everybody would have lost their mind. So you have Michigan 1, Washington 2, Alabama 3, Florida State 4 was oh left out. Oh my gosh. I will say
1: that every year for the past n- the 9 years before that, the model had been exactly correct picking who made the playoff. Yeah. So maybe so they 12, still are using you know, the 12 computer.
2: team playoff. You know, I'm just saying, you know, bring back some computers, you know, you don't have to worry about you know, different athletic directors wanting their teams in or whatever. Chad GPT <laughs> accidentally <laughs> picks Rutgers to play in the
1: college football playoff. That's according what according to AWS. <laughs> okay. Um, IBM
0: Watson. Uh, IBM Watson projected that uh, Iowa would have had the best odds to beat Washington, so they are in. Or could you could you just imagine
2: go. <laughs> what you could cook up now. Oh, I mean, or you could go with. I saw a clip from. Uh, Mike Leach, um, a few years ago, where he was talking about how every other league has figured it out, you know, from high school to the NFL, just Division One FBS, college football hasn't figured it out. Um, he used the, the 1A, but, you know, every other one, it's like you win your conference, you're in, and you have some wild cards. Here it's four teams. Um, Four best teams, maybe four most is A earned. group of guys <laughs> lock themselves in a room,
0: come out, and
2: tell you who's going to get in. The
1: Shadow Council
0: <laughs> at,
2: and, at, and, at least Grapevine, yeah. Texas tells you. Uh, at least, at the least, least with the twelve team, we do have some of those automatic qualifiers. So you know, yeah. if you win those, you're in. Yeah, so. and, and it's going to be,
0: like, this time of year, it, like, you would get genuine, like, like, we wouldn't, I don't think we'd be debating who would be in yeah. as far as, who should get ranked, you know, like where? Like should?
1: I I mean, it it shifts. So, right, if you have a 12-team playoff, like, it it shifts the discussion, right? We're not talking about four and five anymore. We're talking about 12 and 13 and 14. It changes the discussion, and it's going to get really interesting because when you start letting two-loss, maybe three-loss team into the playoff, you're going to start saying, like, oh, if somebody got really hot at the end of the season team comes out, they have two losses early in the year, maybe a bad loss in there, but then they start getting real hot or they show you something in the last week of the season like, could they get thrown in there at, yeah. at 12? It's it's going mean, to change
2: the debate, but it's uh, I, it will be the same. I think last year a two-loss Alabama team getting in on a twelve-team playoff—they could have done some damage. I don't know how. We'll have to see how the actual teams are. You know, next it's probably going to stink. I mean, year. I mean, this year, this year—it's going to be awful. I'm not saying like we. Yeah, been, yeah. Next year, there's only going to yeah. be two teams that yeah. actually could win the national championship. Like, we, we, we talked about it. How this would have been the perfect year for a twelve-team playoff. Well, before they decided to go to the twelve-team, they had talked about um, doing a sixteen instead of the twelve-team, and. You know, then you would have still got Florida State. You would have still got Georgia. Um, I think that would have been good. I think a 12-team playoff would still be good. Um, We'll see how it is next year and the years following. What will be interesting is I think – so next year, first year of the 12-team playoff, you have people kind of waiting and seeing. That's why the SEC kind of decided to keep that eight-game conference schedule because they want to see how – they're rewarded or not rewarded for their strength of schedule and everything. So the first year is kind of like a test run for some conferences. And then that second year, you're going to really see like if the sec is like, okay, we'll go to a nine game conference schedule now because, uh, we're going to get in with our two or three losses against sec opponents. Yeah. Yeah. Also we've, we've got to
1: throw in the other game right before. We've only got a few minutes left. We're already cooking over time. Um, texas and washington a rematch of a bowl game from just i believe one year ago yep yes so i think truly this has the potential to be a fantastic playoff both games look very good yeah this
0: is i I think this is a very maybe not rare instance but I, i read somewhere that the semifinal games have an average margin of victory of like 19 points
2: um
1: I don't know that we're gonna get I that this year.
2: I, I don't know if we'll, we'll Alabama if has contributed to that with a thirty eight yeah. nothing win. Yeah, and a, couple, <laughs> uh, a couple dominant yeah, wins. That from dominant Emma. win against Washington in twenty sixteen. Well you, you like, also win. had uh, some some fraudulent
1: programs that Who? contributed to those at Notre Dame, uh, Oklahoma, <laughs> you know. That's, but no comment.
0: But yeah, I mean I like I don't think if I don't think either of these games are gonna be double digit point victories, to be honest. Um, I can think of one. I the could, odds well, are
1: very close as of right now. I know that well, obviously we are a month away from these games, at, yeah. and so much can happen, it, but the odds are looking good right now.
0: It will be yeah. kind of cool to see, like, you know, I, I wonder if, like, a guy like Penix going into that game, I I believe they'd choose a Heisman in between, right? Like, it, it's not – is it after it the national championship? Before. No, they,
2: they'll pick it, like – they it'll be it, before the first game, like soon. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, gonna. It'll say, be like December twentieth so or so. You got to look. I mean, the like, votes have to be in by tomorrow, I believe. So,
0: yeah, I know that it, it, it's not the national championship, but you got to look. You know, like guys like Penix and Ewers, who I don't think Ewers was ever going to win the Heisman, but like you know, those are two phenomenal players that are, might get fueled by that. Um, just strictly Washington versus Texas, uh, that you know that game is. I, I have a feeling that might be like a 45-42 –
2: Something like that, where it's just we, we, we can a go couple ahead. punts. We wanted to go ahead and do our predictions. <laughs> no, <we>, oh, not. <laughs> no, sorry. I was just saying that's we what will, I will could not see.
1: do predictions a month out from both of the games. No, I'm We're, ready. Uh. <laughs> we we will
2: we will hold
1: I don't off know if on anything those will change my mind. we we've got uh, certainly we've surely got a couple more episodes of the low tide coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be here so. potentially, maybe a. A California Rose Bowl edition? I mean can,
2: there's know. at least one of us gonna be out there. Maybe a couple. Uh, maybe two. Um yeah. we'll Joe, get get your I'll stuff see. together. Well, I was in. gonna
0: say, I mean, listen, this is from Maryland to California, that's a It's once in a lifetime, Joe. No, I know. I know. <laughs> if I can if I like if, the if there's the an actual <laughs> way I get a ticket for twenty dollars, find a way like you're just going. Like I, I I'd go hey, for Joe. twenty. I'll put Joe. an in. Uh, uh,
2: how how much how much would you pay? I don't know. To be honest, would you give your kidney? Would you pay in installments? Because right now I have. Sides. Well, if I could Side. barter, if I could barter body parts, sideline
1: pass for a kidney? Yes or no? Yes. Well, no. Need. That,
2: was, that was, it was question for Joe. Not the travel covered, I mean, food covered, need, everything. You only need one, so that's true. Yeah. Why not? So yeah. Okay. All Design right. Sideline pass. I might just say you can kill me afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, after the <laughs> national championship game,
1: after the after the national yeah. championship. Well,
0: depending on what happens. Yeah. Right. If, if if I get an opportunity to go to Houston, uh, Houston, that's like infinitely easier. Yeah. For yeah. That. That, that's but, um right. But. But yeah, I. You know, I in, I in like the hour that we've gone, I've considered it more and more. So. I, I'll put an end.
1: Well, I think uh, giving up your kidney to go to the Rose Bowl, there's, there's no better way to uh, end off uh, this episode of the low Tide. Thank you for joining us. We will be back. When will we be back? That, well, that's an interesting question. You know,
2: I believe we'll be back next week.: We will be, I'll in, be here next. We will week be in talks here. over our cellular devices, figuring out if there will be a show next week. Stay Hopefully tuned.: there <laughs> Yeah, uh, Thank you for joining
1: us. Uh, we got
0: to talk, Is this the most deserving show or the best? Do we have to put it on the air? I think. I think both. Is there any like shows out there where like a
1: host went down? Well, we're an undefeated conference champion.
0: Yeah, we are. Yeah, we got
1: a lot. Anyway, good night, folks.